Here we are. We got River in the back. <laughs> Working on the chicken coop. Here we are on the land in Maine. It's been a beautiful experience to be here this week. And just wanted to kind of give a little short update on what I've learned and the process of, of building. You know, I've worked a lot in real estate and finance and done a lot of different investments in my life. But I'm learning so much with Amani and River about just what it means to be and work with the land and, and to develop a property with intention and purpose. Mm. And um, I kind of love it because, you know, I get to kind of play my white collar role of helping people invest their hard earned money and preserve their wealth. And then I also get to physically build and, and use my body to move stone. You did and a lot of that this <laughs> week. Iron Man. <laughs> move earth and, um, Lots of heavy rocks. Yeah, just like create beautiful spaces. Like, I think that's, yeah. we all kind of play different roles. And I think I'm finding my passion is like just really creating space for people mm. to feel home, to feel safe, safe, to feel that sense of like uh, ownership. And, and like, I just was talking different, about it. Different way of ownership. Yeah. Different. But like ownership in the sense of like accountability and and like taking your power back. Mm. You know, we've given our power away to the middleman, to whatever the religion or the institution or the corporation. Yeah. You know, and a lot of us don't even really understand simple things when it comes to our money and where it's going and who's getting paid along the way and um, yeah, I like what you said this morning as far as, you know, I mean, look at the doctors as the priests and the bankers or the corporate America as the gods and yeah, and, and understanding in particular, there are a lot of women speaking mm -hmm. on behalf of women that don't actually have understanding of money and money management and even that, and also not only don't understand it, but are afraid right. of it, but like, you know, what that means and and we have this idea that we don't want to get involved in it somewhat dirty or evil mm -hmm. and we're we are building the new economy yeah and it's like it's like the i've always said this is what bothers me about the system but the financial people can't talk to the lawyers and they can't talk to the doctors and everybody has their own language to kind of create a moat for you to understand how to just do it yourself mm -hmm. you know and that's like that's what we preach in a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. but we're actually putting that into action now and saying, hey, no, when you come here, you're, you're turning your financial capital into resources, into land, into food, into water, into energy, into vulnerability and security and community. So you're seeing the tangible effect and, and result of that. It is, um, it, it's a very physical experience and what's happening when we're here together, we're kind of anchoring it in yeah. here in this land and um, setting our collective intention mm -hmm. for what we're building together, building this new earth, building the economy, building the mm -hmm. healing structures, homes that are actually healing systems for us. I mean, there's so many aspects that it touches on mm -hmm. um, the food sovereignty piece, which is huge, which is our starting point. Like we're working on the gardens here. We're, we're working on creating spaces to bring mm -hmm. youth here to learn these important skills. And I think your participation involvement as a young man, that generation that mm -hmm. you speak articulate, I, if you could share what you shared this morning mm -hmm. with um, the group that we were with, as far as 
what has happened to your generation and that like that that kind of theft i, I was that yeah. was really powerful yeah I, I feel you know i feel like a lot millennials are in a really important position i think because we have a taste of the old world you know i grew mm. up pre-iphone pre-internet um so i still had to be outside and learn that you know how to how to play how to how to create right. how to how to do all but, the things kids are supposed to do that many today don't yeah um, because of technology and then we got thrust in this world when i was in high school that was like internet and it was early days you know so a lot of parents didn't know the dangers of of the internet you know mm. the the availability of, of of porn and all of this stuff that has kind of created a, a just a real you know, both like a mental health problem in my generation and a real lack of trust in the institution, you yeah. know? So I, I feel that. And, and also with that, like a lack of hope, which is really important, I think, to the mental health and, and to like the, the spiritual power that we all have. It's, it's very much connected to hope and, and faith and love, you know? And so anyways, with that being said, then we also have, this the biggest generational transfer of wealth in human history currently happening right now um and that's an estimated 10 trillion dollars moving from the baby boomers to the millennials um so i think that you know it's my personal thesis that if you gave all of that money to the millennials we would probably make a lot of change and and make a lot of new systems first of all we have the technology we can talk you to understand the tech. We understand the tech. We can talk to anybody in the world. We don't care so much about borders or religion or, you know, we just want to connect with people who have the same values and who, who want to make change. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of wealth in our generation though. Baby or millennials are actually don't have any wealth, you know, because we mm -hmm. came of age during the dot com crash and then the, the, the big real estate crash. So, that money was going to change hands from the baby boomers who had all the wealth to the millennials. That was about $10 trillion. And if you look at what happened over the last three years, um, that was from, from COVID, we, uh, we printed $6 trillion. We, you know, we had all of these just insane um, policies. And it just looks like from my perspective, they're targeting that generational transfer of wealth. Um, and so it has become my mission to help people to preserve their wealth, especially in the older generations, so that we can, first of all, save that for them for their end of life care, like um, convert their hard earned money into something that is stable and safe for them to safe enter. Asset. Yeah, to enter this final, you know, this final, but this later stage of living. Um, we want to do that in community so we don't just put them in a home and and leave them there like we want to live intergenerationally that's something that's very important to us yeah uh, we want to have the the grandparents with the kids and everybody involved in that process of caring for each other you yep. know and um and if we can do a really good job of this then we can preserve you know then we can build the foundation for the new leaders to step in. The you new know? generation and the future generations. And and then and then the yeah, the way that the, the natives speak about it is they, they make their decisions with seven generations in Absolutely. mind. You know? Yeah, Renette so, Tatum talks about that a lot. So it's like that's what we're doing too, is like we're preserving what has been built because there is a lot of good that has been built. You know, there's a there's a lot of other stuff too, but like we want to preserve the good 
and preserve the wealth and, and preserve the abundance that the baby boomers have have been able to experience, you know? And then we want to use it as a foundation for the seven generations behind them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Philly. So that's my spiel. Hopefully, um, you know, we get to talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.